0: Welcome to Be The Scandal, the sacred rebellion of being your authentic self. I'm your host, Danny Hickman. Hey Sacred Rebel, today I want to talk to you about shadows. My invitation for this episode is to just open up your curiosity and deepen your awareness of parts of you that you might have abandoned a long time ago. Shadow work has been really interesting for me, and I still remember the moment in time when one of my mentors invited me into exploring my own inner shadow. This moment in time was quite terrible because there was a lot of emotional pain and eye opening at the same time because that really started to shift my trajectory and how I was showing up with people that I was working with and also with people in my personal life. I'm going to use this episode as a way to introduce this topic, so it's going to be pretty broad brushstrokes as we dive into the shadow realm. I really want to drop into this definition. Our shadow are parts of us that we have exiled. Parts of us, for whatever reason, have realized, oh, when I show up and I'm expressed into the world, it threatens my sense of safety and connection with those around me. So these parts of us, these characteristics of who we are, go into the deep recesses of our psyche. And it's really interesting because they go out of our own awareness. So we don't even realize, we're not even consciously aware that they exist anymore because probably it's been so long since we've been present with them. And that old saying, out of sight, out of mind, really comes up and fits here. And there's another layer to this, that even though it might be out of sight, out of mind, these parts of us are still coming out in really subtle ways or not so subtle ways. And they're coming out and being expressed in a very out of balance way, which means it could be creating dysfunction for us. It could be pretty toxic or unhealthy patterning that isn't actually expansive for us to move forward and to have a healthy relationship with ourselves and those around us. I feel like the energy of doing shadow work gets a bad rap and I can understand why some people really shy away from this work because it's steeped in a lot of emotional pain. When you think about it, these parts of us that we aren't wanting to fully embody or express out into the world have what I like to think willingly chosen to step aside and allow other parts of us to be expressed in the world. The other, I'll say quote, more desirable parts. And that is painful. It's a trauma when parts of us feel like they cannot be safely expressed or seen or held unconditionally in love out in the world. And like I've mentioned, there's a variety of factors that influence this disconnect. Of course, trauma experiences relationally when parts of us were rejected or abandoned, Or we were disciplined because we were expressing these parts. I mean, we're not stupid. We realize, oh, this part of me, when I express it out into the world, it really threatens my attachment. And when it comes to attachment versus authenticity, we're most likely going to choose the attachment and we'll self-abandon parts of ourselves. So we're all not running to go do shadow work or to identify parts of ourselves that we've abandoned because there's a lot of emotional pain there based on the reasons why we disconnected in the first place. And also, for me at least, there's been a lot of shame sitting with those parts of me that I don't even like. Now, of course, this is the journey, learning how do we see parts of ourselves, meet them where they are, acknowledge them, witness them, and hold them unconditionally. That is the work. But in order to start that work, we have to learn how do I even find the courage To look into those dark spaces of myself, to look into those parts of me that for a long time I haven't even wanted to look at, let alone let someone else look at them. But when we're able to do that, when we're able to sit with the shame that these parts are shrouded in, we're able to allow that energy to just move through our body and we're able to meet these parts unconditionally with love, then there's so much liberation that can happen. There's so much power and balancing and integration that happens in these moments so that we can actually move forward and move through the world in a more integrated, balanced way And these parts of us don't need to be expressed in these subtle, sneaky, unhealthy, toxic, dysfunctional behaviors. In this moment, I'm just going to share this duality of the shadow because of course we're human and duality exists. When we think of the dark shadow, now I want to be really clear. I'm not saying good versus bad, but I will say dark and light. But when we're looking at the dark shadow, these are things and qualities and parts of us that most likely you don't really love. Some of mine are being helpless, being a victim, being really angry. These things that whenever you ask me to describe myself, I'm not coming out and saying, Hey, sometimes I'm a victim or sometimes I'm really helpless, or I have a part of me that gets really angry and full of rage. I'm not coming out and saying those things. And now, of course, I'm able to speak into them. I'm able to name them for you because they're out of my shadow. I'm aware of these parts of me. But for the longest time, if people will be like, oh, Danny, are you an angry person? I'd be like, hell no. No, I'm pretty chill. I go with the flow. I really try to be positive and I don't try to be angry. But if you couldn't have already guessed where this was going, um, of course I have an angry part. And because she wasn't able to be expressed in healthy, balanced ways, she was in my shadow and was like the monster that grew in the darkness. So when she came out, she was really mean or she was really dysregulated. And that's what happens with our shadows. They're like the monsters that grow in the darkness. The longer we keep them in the darkness, the longer we keep them shrouded in shame, the bigger that they get and the more havoc that they wreak throughout our daily lives. We also have what people will name a light or golden shadow. And these are things that are, quote, positive. Some of mine, when I think about them, and I'm going to describe them more energetically, like one is a part of me that is deeply connected to her worth. She's really confident and she is saying, hey, This is my space and I'm going to take it up and I'm going to do it in a big way. She's really wise. She is that teacher and speaker and writer and she knows what she wants to say and she's doing so unapologetically. And it's really interesting when we start exploring our shadows because the easiest place to be able to identify what our shadows are, are looking outside of ourselves. Because our mind is a pretty magical place and if we have parts of ourselves that we have disowned, It is way easier to pinpoint and pick out and to judge these parts in other people because I don't want to have to sit with like, oh, I'm really angry. And sometimes those parts of me that are really angry come out and they hurt me and they hurt other people. It's way easier for me to judge someone who is outwardly expressive with their anger and be like, ugh. They need to get their stuff together or someone who's helpless and like, um, they need to really just problem solve and stop being the victim. It's way easier for me to judge it through another person instead of sitting with, oh, I'm projecting onto them because what they're doing, they're mirroring a part of me that I've disowned. And whenever I see it in them, I want them to stop showing me this part of me because I don't even want to see her. I don't even want to be present in her existence. And the same could be said for the golden shadow too. And this dynamic is really interesting when it comes to that light or golden shadow, because for me, it's manifested in jealousy where I'm seeing other people embody these qualities. So going back to my examples, they're taking up space, they're being unapologetic, they're sharing their wisdom, and I'm getting angry at them. Because when I really look at it, what they're doing is they are embodying and expressing these parts of them that I also have, but I don't let myself embody them because they're in my shadow. Because at some point when I did embody them, it threatened my sense of safety and my sense of connection with other people. So it's really interesting because you would think, well, Danny, how is it bad to take up space? How is it bad to be authentic? How is it bad to be unapologetic? How is it bad to stand in your power and your wisdom? And it's so layered. But I will say, I have had experiences where people didn't want to be around me whenever I was in that energy, or people didn't like it, or people. Tried to squash this energy and to dampen that light. And I went along with it and I allowed that to happen. I allowed these parts of me to go into my shadow because I just wanted to be deeply connected. I just wanted people to like me. I wanted to have a sense of belonging. And I was able to get the illusion of that by having these parts of me that I actually can easily love. And I say that I desire to embody. But I so quickly self abandon these parts of me in order to connect and to have attachments with other people. In this moment, I just invite you to open your awareness and see how you're feeling. How are you feeling so far in this conversation? Are you noticing anything coming up for you? Maybe some of my examples resonated with you, or maybe right now you still feel a little disconnected from this concept. No matter where you are, I invite you to simply be present in your awareness and just notice what's coming up for you. I want to take this moment and drop into how do we start identifying our shadows? I've already kind of touched base on this a little bit, but I'm going to go ahead and say it again. The best place to look for our shadows is in other people. Our ego is so quick and readily able to judge people outside of us. And we have big reactions to people as they're moving through the world. Now, I want to say this. Sometimes we just don't like people. (laughs) I think I've tried to do some shadow work and I remember my therapist one time being like, well, Danny... Maybe you just don't like them and that's okay. The same as people aren't going to like you and it doesn't mean that you're representing their shadow. It just means, oh, hey, maybe we don't jive. Maybe we don't mesh. So I don't want to make everything so clinical, but I do want to bring in the invitation for you to start looking outside of yourself for those outward expressions of your shadow. Because when we're able to tap into the projections that we're throwing onto other people, Then we're able to start getting curious into our own shadows and how they're manifesting. I want to highlight this idea by sharing the story of years ago when my mentor invited me to start exploring my own shadow. I remember I was in a consultation meeting with her and I was really struggling with a particular client because they were stuck in a lot of helplessness. And I remember saying to my mentor, well, I'm just so independent. It is so hard for me to even understand their mindset right now. It's hard for me to have empathy for where they are. I just wish they would stop keeping themselves stuck in this victim and helpless mindset. And my mentor looked at me and she said a version of, Danny, how do you also act helpless? And how do you also embody that victim mentality? And initially I was like, um, I don't. There's a really quick defensive response, so that is a clue. Okay, part of me really didn't want me to be even be open to the idea that sometimes I might also be helpless, or sometimes I might also be the victim. So my mentor and I sat with that for a second, and I really tried to drop in, and I thought, oh, there's a lot of ways that I act helpless, or a lot of different situations where I'll drop into the victim mindset. I've just found a lot of safety In the narrative that I am hyper independent, which is true. I am independent. That part is in the forefront and it gets a lot of attention. And I also have a part of me that is helpless and a part of me that falls into that victim mentality. Those parts of me exist too. But the interesting thing was my helplessness and my victim mindset would come out in different ways in that particular person I was working with. And it was hard to catch because I wasn't embodying them in the same way. So I invite you to think about someone that really irks you (laughs) or someone you're maybe struggling with, someone that brings up a lot of annoyance, irritation, even just like disgust. Like I'm making a face right now. It's like, ugh, I wish that person would stop doing that thing. And when we start looking deeper into it, especially if we have that disgust coming up, this is quite the invitation to deepen our curiosity. Because what I know to be true in my own journey, when I feel disgusted by something someone else is doing, it's probably because it's a part of me that they're mirroring back to me that I don't want to be present in, that I am actually disgusted of within myself. So again, I invite you to think about someone that elicits these kinds of reactions within you. And I want you to think about what is it that they're doing that is eliciting this reaction? What is that quality that they're embodying? So one example could be, oh, they're just really outwardly expressive with their anger or they're helpless and they are in this woe is me mentality. They're in the victim mentality. And I want you to jot down all of those things, those qualities that stand out for you, that absolutely disgust you. You don't even want to hang out with them. And then I want you to ask yourself for each quality, how do I also embody that? Or how do I also express this? And giving yourself space to just sit with it for a moment and giving yourself permission to explore ways in which you might express it in a different way. So for example, using my anger, because that was something that was like deep in my shadow. When people would outwardly express their anger and it would be dysregulated, I would think, ugh, get your stuff together. Learn how to regulate your anger. And I would feel really angry because I had this narrative that I was very regulated when it came to my anger and I was so self-controlled that I wouldn't come out and be really outwardly expressive with my anger. What was actually happening was my anger was extremely out of balance. And so I would be passive aggressive with people, or I would have moments of intense rage and I didn't know what to do with it. It was so much emotional energy. So it was actually coming out really out of balance. But I also was a very angry person. I have an angry part and she likes to rage. And when I saw her embodied in other people, I wanted to shut that down. I wanted them to stop it. I didn't want to see this part of me. And once you've gained this insight, once you've gained this awareness, because this is the first step, because our shadows are in the darkness. So what we're doing right now is we're starting to shine, even if it's just a little flashlight, a little bit of light on them. So you might notice some emotions coming up for you. For me, they're shame, My shadow parts stay in the shadow because they are regulated by shame. It's almost like my shame is the prison guard that keeps them in check. And so whenever I'm present in some shadow parts, they're shame, especially those dark shadows. So that's the first step is how do we be present in that? How do we just allow that shame to be there, allow it to move through our body And then once we process that emotion, my invitation for you is, can we just meet these parts of us and say, I see you, I know that you're here and we're just witnessing them. We're not trying to get them to go away because they are parts of us. And I think a lot of times, especially when people are looking for help in psychotherapy, they're wanting to change these parts about them because they want them to just go away. They're causing problems. So I'm not saying these things cannot be brought into balance because I think that's a key word: integration and balance so that they're not wreaking havoc or causing dysfunction. But first we need to allow them to exist because for so long we've abandoned them. We've disconnected, we've exiled them, and we haven't given them permission to exist. So now we're acknowledging their awareness and just saying, you can be here right now. I see you. Thank you for showing yourself to me. I love the energy of those statements Because that is working on the foundation of self-love and setting you up for some deeper work and that deeper self-worth work. And when it comes to looking for that golden shadow, that light shadow, I invite you to look around you at those people that maybe you're envying, those people that elicit jealousy, or for me, sometimes it was even disgust. Like I remember, I mean, like I've already mentioned, people out there embodying, taking up space, and really sharing their expertise with the world in a big way, I would feel disgust. Like, why are they doing that? Like, and I would judge them. It's hard to admit that, but it's deeply true. And I think by me admitting that, that might give you permission to acknowledge that within yourself. And so what I started to do was the same thing that I would do when I would look for the dark shadow is saying, well, what qualities are they actually embodying right now? And then I would ask myself, how do I also embody these qualities or how do I not allow myself to embody these qualities? How am I sitting on myself? And that was an interesting question with these golden shadows was really looking at how am I preventing myself from embodying these? Why does it not feel safe for me to embody these qualities too? And deepening our curiosity into these good things, these things that people will come to me for therapy all the time and say, I want to feel worthy. I want to take up space. I want to be authentic. And the desire is there. Yes. But we really have to look at, wait, why are we not embodying these things? Because they are parts of you. Why are these parts of you so far in the shadow that you're disconnected from them? There's a lot of healing and an invitation for integration here as we start looking at both the dark and light shadow. And I want to offer this reframe that I started doing when I started realizing, oh my gosh, I'm getting mad at these people. I'm projecting my pain onto these people that are embodying these golden shadows of mine, these parts of me that I also want to embody. So what I started doing was having gratitude and accessing that gratitude and saying a version of, thank you for showing me this part of me that I also deeply desire to embody. Thank you for reminding me that this part of me exists within me. Or thank you for reminding me that this part of me is out of balance and I need to take some intentional time and integrate it or spend time with this part and give her permission to exist out in the world too, give her permission to be seen. And these reframes offered so much liberation for me from my projections and from my emotional pain to be able to actually sit with my own parts and be able to name and be with them by seeing them through other people. And when it comes to finding shadows, if you haven't already guessed this, the best place to look are those people that we're closest to, are those people that we're interacting with the most. I recently had an interaction with my partner where he was doing something I just felt disgusted. I was like, oh, can you stop doing that? And I sat with it and I'm aware enough now, it's actually quite obnoxious, Where I'm like, oh, this is probably mine. And I was able to sit with it and I was able to identify that characteristic he was embodying. And I just asked myself, what would happen if I embodied this quality too? And it was really interesting, the words that came up. My parts were like, we definitely wouldn't do that because if we did that, then this would happen. And it's really interesting because I was trying to get him to stop embodying this quality because I was seeing a part of me that I wasn't allowing myself to express into the world. It was highlighting to me that part of me that was out of balance, and I just wanted him to stop being who he was so that I didn't have to sit with the emotional pain and that energy within myself. So look for those people around you, your partner, your friends, your coworker, that boss that you can't stand your siblings, your family. And again, sometimes we just don't like people. Sometimes we need to exit relationships and get the awareness that this is actually not healthy or expansive. And other times, what can actually deepen our relationships is identifying what are we projecting onto them? How is it a mirror for us? And how do we give ourselves space to be who we are, integrate these parts of us, give ourselves permission to exist as we are, And then also give that person we're in relationship with space to be who they are. I know this was a quick introduction to shadow work 101, but the invitation for today's episode is to just start being curious, curious into using other people as your mirrors into parts of you that you've self-abandoned or disconnected from and getting curious into why do we disconnect from them? What would happen if you embodied that part? And this line of questioning can radically start shifting the way that you're moving through the world because it's able to identify traumas, things that have happened to you that have influenced your self-abandonment. And it really brings in the invitation to start meeting yourself unconditionally from the energy of all parts of you are welcome here. And you have the ability to bring those parts that have been in your shadow back into balance so that you can move through the world more authentically and more grounded in who you truly are, all parts of you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Be The Scandal. If you like what you heard, don't forget to click subscribe so that you can join in on the sacred rebellion of being your most authentic self.